0: up sights, and the coyote was not there. Not until he had sat up, rifle in hand, did he see the coyote sitting in another place, looking exactly as before. This time he made a snapshot of it, and the dirt jumped where the mark had been, but the animal had disappeared. Jed was not surprised. It had happened before. Only one scare was generally enough for one coyote. This time he was surely gone for good. A faint sift of snow was beginning to settle and Jed, who had made almost a fetish of his rifle, wrapped the weapon in a blanket. When this was done and the stake turned, the coyote appeared again. The wolf hunter took a better look at him. Meanly small, foolishly furry, with the usual slanting, close-set eyes. Some coyotes have a wrinkle between the eyes, giving them a sharp look, and this one had that. The frown gave that tongue-lolling laughter a peculiarly personal, irritating turn. Jed's lips formed unfriendly names. There was still plenty of light. Long hours formed no part of Jed's resume. With deliberate motions, he unwrapped his rifle. When he looked up again and found, as he had expected, that the beast was gone, he sat down to wait the coyote out. The long minutes passed. The stake, scorched, was jerked off the fire and slowly cooled to rigidity. Jed sat twisting his neck, watching for the coyote to reappear. Dusk settled with the snow that was frosting his sheepskin collar. It was almost too dark for a shot when he decided that the coyote was gone for good. He thumbed his nose in two directions. "'Go to hell!' he shouted, so that Hay, the indeterminate horse, raised a simple head. He wrapped the rifle in the blanket once more. When he raised his eyes, there sat the coyote, scarcely fifty yards away. That night the Grinner stole his beef. All the next day the coyote followed him, not pointedly, but casually, as if merely trotting about its business. Twice Jed fired at it. As he slowly scattered his baits, he was thinking that he would pick up the ears of that coyote on his next round. During the night a coyote howled surprisingly close to the ashes of his fire. A shrill, yammering, nickering skirl of sound fit for twelve animals of that size— dying away at last in a mournful dree. And in the morning, when he found that his saddlebags had been dragged off, rifled, and their non-edible contents defiled, the same meanly-sized over-furry coyote was sitting in a hummock, two hundred yards away, his tongue lolling in that foxy laughter. "'You damn grinner!' Jed shouted. "'I'll fix your clockworks for that!' From then on, he thought of the coyote as he, instead of it. At his next camp, he poisoned a bit of meat and left it close by his dead fire and took care that nothing else stealable was left around. Daybreak showed the bait gone, but the coyote in the middle distance, scratching fleas. Jed was mystified and exasperated. Oh, you copper-lined son of a gun! he yelled at the animal. He thought that by some slip he had failed to poison the bait. At the next opportunity, he slit a good-sized hunk of wolf haunch and loaded into it enough poison to stretch out half the wolves on the open range. When in the morning the bait was gone and the Grinner still on deck, he took advantage of a light snowfall to trace the imprinted diagram of the coyote's theft. He found the remains of his bait skillfully nibbled, but with the heavy drench of poison untouched. Jed grunted. Three times more that day he tried to bring the coyote down by rifle. So it went for another week, while Jed's circling carried him from the slopes to the flats and back to the rock-bound slopes again. Soon after midday he would begin looking for a good place to camp. Unless he was seeking water, the prairie was a vast blank with no point of focus, no logical place to stop. This induced an indecision that used up most of his afternoon. But once the fire was built, all that was changed, His fire had a way of seeming the center of the universe, a permanent living thing that had always been destined to be just there. It was a bright landmark, reducing everything to relationship with itself. And by the time the darkness had closed in about the fire, the grinning coyote was there. Jed got so he paid no attention to him. After all, he was not trying to get all the coyote ears in the world, only the easy ones. If the grinner didn't want his baits, Jed didn't give a whoop. Thus the wolf hunter and the coyote, along with that unconsidered horse, slowly trailed a great circle and got back to the place where the Grinner had first baffled Jed's gun.